comic for flagship. Title song of Captain America by Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would explain all the Chevys in this movie. <laughs> there were a lot of Chevys in this movie. Like a rock, frozen in an iceberg. I don't know what's the difference between my my Bob Seger impression and my and my Bruce Springsteen impression. They're pretty similar. Yeah, they're they're, they're generally pretty similar. You, you, usually, you go a little raspier with the uh, yeah. with the Seger. Yeah, and I think but the, and it's the, the same spr- lyrics generally. Yeah, and you have to kind of uh, you always have to throw it back to Clarence when you're doing the. <laughs> hey, Clarence! Hey, Clarence! We're about that Captain America. Oh, you like that Captain America, Clarence? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Yes, I do, boss. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, I do. All right. Um, sounded like Obama. <laughs> Welcome to Comic Book Logic. Captain America, colon, the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I'm sorry, they put a colon in it. Why can't they just call Captain America, Captain America, too? colon, the Dark World? <laughs> yeah, why is Iron Man the only one who gets the, the obvious oh, yeah. Iron Man, Iron Man 2, okay. Iron Man 3? There wasn't, it wasn't Iron Man now with a monkey. <laughs> Was there a monkey? No, with the monkey guy. Was this, wasn't it? Oh, the mandrill. Oh, the mandrill. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is another one where Kevin and I watched it, and now we're recording, and we were drinking, so this is going to be fun. much. <laughs> yeah, not that much. Kevin only had two beers, so. I'm, I'm starting, starting the second my second yeah, beer, people. It's okay. We're not alcoholics, right. really. No, um, it's Sunday. It's, it's a Sunday afternoon. Most, I do what I want. Most states don't even allow you to buy liquor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, we live in uh, we live in Illinois where they don't really care. No, at all. It's a progressive state. I, I I can buy it any time of day, pretty much at a gas station, unless I'm in a certain counties. Yeah. When the light hits here, we can drink. Um. <laughs> so here we are. Yeah. With uh with Captain America, the the Winter the Soldier. Winter Soldier, everyone's favorite Marvel movie at the time. Yeah, at the time, yeah. Um. So we're gonna start this off as usual. My name is Joe, and with me as always is my co-host Kevin. Hi. Uh, Kevin. Yeah. What did you know about the Winter Soldier before we started this movie? Nada. Nada. That's my problem kind of going into a lot of these sequels. I guess it's not really a problem, but it is kind of the reality that, I mean, if I know sort of the central character, I usually don't know anything about some of the peripheral characters and whatever story arc in the comics they might be drawing from. I don't know anything yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, well, Bucky is actually a, a pretty interesting character. He was around since the beginning with Captain America. He showed up, I believe, in Captain America number one. I think it was uh, Captain America Comics number one in March of 1941. Um, I think big things were going on in the world at that time. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. He was in, he was introduced as, as Captain America's... Oh, Citizen Kane. Yes. Citizen the film. Kane. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> the film. The graphic novel no. that inspired the film. <laughs> um. He was a uh, he was introduced as Cap's teenage sidekick, which they uh-huh. you know later retroactively changed. But he was originally the he was Fallout Boy. He was he was the Robin yeah. to Captain America. I like how I went with sure. Fallout Boy first. I, I, I get the Fallout Boy reference before <laughs> right. I get Robin. Robin yeah. He he was kind of um, I. You know, he was created by Joe Simon uh, from back in the day, but he and he named him after Buck is his, his childhood friend Bucky Pearson. But the funny thing is, is he always kind of reminded me of like, you know, Mickey Rooney, you know, like, like that, yeah. like, oh, go, let's go get him, kids, you know, <laughs> Jiminy Jellickers, Jiminy Jellickers. Um, and he, 
you know, he was around all throughout the 1940s. When Captain America went away, he went away as well. He actually showed up back again in the 1950s, back when Captain America was fighting the communists. Yeah. Uh, but he also went away. Later, he was retroactively have shown to have died in the comics. And it was uh, in Avengers number four in 1964 established that uh, when they went missing at the end of World War II, uh, Bucky had died at that end. And Bucky was one of those characters that was always... Hmm. Died of tuberculosis, actually. <laughs> Polio. The consumption. <laughs> this looks like the end for the Buckster. <laughs> he, he, was, he died of polio. He was the first anti-vaxxer. <laughs> he was afraid that it was gonna it was gonna like give him autism. autism. Yeah, and it turned out he died of polio instead. More than he shows up in this movie. Womp womp. Uh, but he was shown. He he was one of those characters that like Uncle Ben or Jason Todd were always going to be dead in the comics. I know those. Well, okay, uh, sure. Uncle Ben probably makes some. I know that one. I don't know who Jason Todd yeah, is. No. That'll yeah. maybe come Congressman? up. Congressman. Yes, Congressman Jason Todd <laughs> of Gotham City. Uh, but he actually, in Ed Brubaker, when he reintroduced Captain America in uh, the mid-2000s, he did a run called The Winter Soldier. Ah. And he reintroduced this character called The Winter Soldier, who was this big mystery. And it turns out it was Bucky brought back from the dead. Yeah, and I have to say I'm very disappointed to to find this out that um, I remember in the lead up to this movie, it was, a, it was a big secret who The Winter Soldier was going to be. But, of course, a lot of people had theory or suspected or knew from the comics that it was Bucky and since that was set up in the first film that he was dead spoiler alert by the way uh, a little late for that but yeah. spoiler I'm, we're, we're, we, we, we record this podcast in the assumption that you have seen the, 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 the movie so I don't think we have to say that yeah. but um I, I found out. I don't know if I where I read it or what it was but it was, it was oh it's okay it's his friend so I don't know if that diminished my enjoyment of the movie. Probably not. But it was now, just something going in. I didn't get a surprise. That, <gasps> I mean, even was, though it was telegraphed from I mean, space in the <laughs> as you're watching the movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, like, they... It's, it's hard to do in this... In the film medium, especially because Bucky was in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, which only came out two years before this movie came out. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's kind of hard to keep that a secret because it's the guy who played Bucky is playing the Winter Soldier, so it's... Well, but that probably wasn't obvious early on. I, I don't quite remember it, but I, I don't think they were announced. Like, the Winter Soldier will be played by this actor. I think it was I think it was a casting secret. It might have been. I don't remember from way back. I, I don't remember from back two years ago. My brain's gone a little rotty. But, um... Yeah, and so they had they, they that's where that character comes from. It's yeah. it's actually written into the comics by Annette Brubaker's mid two thousands run. Actually, a very fantastic run. Uh, I would highly recommend it to most people. Also, um, the Falcon, Sam Wilson in this movie. Yeah. Um, actually, the first. It's weird the way that they do it in Marvel Universe, but he's the first African American superhero in the Marvel Universe. I put that in quotations because. Technically, Black Panther debuted first. Oh, you're talking about in the comics. In the comics. Okay. But, yeah, Black Panther technically debuted first, but Black Panther is African, not African-American. So oh, it's it's kind of okay. weird how yeah, yeah, sure, you yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. But, yeah, Sam Wilson uh, works with uh, Captain America in the comics, debuted in 1964? 69, sure. sorry, 69. All right. Uh, he kind of... He was Cap's sidekick throughout most of the 60s and 70s, and throughout most of the 70s and 80s. Um, and just recently, he took over as Captain America in the comics. Nice. Yes. Very nice. So, not the first black Captain America. Actually, there was a there was a, black, a Captain America uh, Captain America comic um, in the mid-2000s where Captain America, where the original Captain America was actually an African-American soldier who uh, volunteered for the secret soldiers, the secret uh, super soldier serum. Okay. From before it was tested on a white soldier, that was the whole thing, right, like a Tuskegee right, right. experiment. Like a Tuskegee yeah, thing. exactly. Actually, a very yep. great comic. And sounds, it still has yeah. ramifications. It sounds good. Yeah, I think it's Captain America: Red, White, and Blue is the name of the comic in mm-hmm. question. Uh, Sam Wilson does did take over, and he's now currently the Captain America in the thing. Bucky actually, as the Winter Soldier, took over as Captain America for a while as well. Yeah, so there's three technical Captain Americas in this the, movie. The various Captains America. <laughs> the various Captains America.
All right, so now we're going to recap this movie. All right. Okay, so... We're going to uh, recap <laughs> this movie. <laughs> so we open... Yeah. I don't remember. Okay, no. So it, the movie opens <laughs> with a shot of Washington, D.C. Yes. Um, Captain America is running around uh, uh, the, the, the Monash Mall. Pretty yeah. funny. A uh, funny scene introduction of Sam Wilson is is jogging Wilson. and Captain America comes up on uh, keeps on coming up on his left mm-hmm. on your left because he's very fast he's lapping him because he's mm-hmm. he's in shape, which leads to a gr- a great little scene where you find out that Sam Wilson is a former soldier as well, who's and it turns out the Cap is not having a very good time adjusting to civilian life. Sure, um, can't sleep in his own bed. He he, he feels like he needs to be you know in combat. It's kind of a. a mm-hmm. I, I, not a, not a form of PTSD, but something similar. Well, I guess. it's it's right. I mean, he's yeah. he's 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 dealing with the the culture shock, and then also, of course, yeah. you know, now he has to just he's not really he's famous, yeah. but he's not in in, in yeah. action, and, and and so he's out of yeah. out of his element in two ways. He's trying to catch up to modern times. He's using the internet, you sure, know, checking out what Nirvana. The band probably is. doesn't even know that there's porn on it yet, <laughs> but he will. How can he, he not? Will. The internet's like 99% porn. That's true. And the other 1% is comments on porn. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I like how we can hear the ice in your drink on the podcast. This I'm, is, is going to be I, a... I'm, a yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm doing a... By the end of this, we should come up with what uh, the Winter Soldier is as a cocktail. It's going to be... Uh, I'm uh, not. I'm not sure what. I, I would believe. Well, it's sh- gonna have to be Smirnoff. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's just... gonna be vodka. <laughs> yeah. I, I would put some mint in it. Uh huh. Yeah. That's. It gives it a little bit of that spearmint, that wintry flavor to uh-huh. it. Uh huh. And uh, I would say it's just basically a Moscow Mule with mint. <laughs> Moscow Mule with mint. Uh, maybe cold. Maybe shaken. And yeah. So it's got sort of that ice. Yeah. Thing to yeah, it, yeah. so that gives it a that winter vibe of <laughs> vodka slushy. Basically, well, like a, yeah. like a martini. Yeah, like but, a martini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, after his little moment with Sam he gets picked up by uh the Black Widow who reappears in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Uh and she takes him apparently Never going to get a standalone movie. No. Uh, Marvel doesn't like girls. <laughs> girls. girls. Like girls. So apparently so apparently a ship Black Widow colon cooties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a ship in the Indian Ocean has been taken hostage by by a French terrorist named by the name of Batroc. By French pirates. <laughs> let's let's all just let that sit for a second. Because wait, wait, wait. Le R. <laughs> and it's up to I sh- am Le Captain now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish I spoke Captain French. Captain Phillips. <laughs> anyway. So uh Captain America and Shield are attempting to retake the ship because it's not just a carrier it's not just a normal cargo vessel it's actually a shield vessel uh yeah. that's in, operating in international waters uh cap jumps out it's of got the a, it's got a full load full full load cargo of uh, of hot pants yes <laughs> as uh they're they're flying in a plane uh black widows talking to cap about his love life you know he needs to get out and see girls and mm-hmm. cap gets really like uncomfortable and jumps out the plane without a parachute <laughs> he's, he's like, yeah girls <laughs> girls he jumps off the plane he's like ah oh, fighting this is where it's at physical contact with men and so there's a lot of punching a lot of shield throwing uh he manages to take the ship back from Batroc and uh finds out that natasha uh the black widow is secretly under she's another mission. Yeah, yeah she's another she's mission from Nick data. Fury. She's got to get some some data on her USB drive. <laughs> her two drive. gigabyte USB drive. <laughs> her flash drive. She bought it from Radio Shack. It's got one of those little like those little levers on the side where you lift up and the little USB pops up. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she's like, hold hold on, hold on. I'm almost done, <laughs> but I have to safely eject <laughs> this device. <laughs> so, <laughs> you don't want to corrupt this data. This data you know, is really this important. Data's important. So she. Gets, what do you mean USB? What, what do you mean device not recognized? <laughs> hold on, hold on. It's loading the drivers. It's loading the drivers. There's an update, Cap. There's an update. So meanwhile, after the mission is secure, after the boat is secured, they go back to the Triskelion in uh, Washington <laughs> D.C. Triskelion, where Cap confronts Nick Flurry, Mick Flurry, about the <laughs> about Natasha's secret mission and yeah. 
you know, McFlurry basically says Natasha's comfortable doing anything. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink, wink. He can't wink. do it because he's got Natasha. an eye patch. He's winking, though. But you can't tell if he's winking. That's his, that was his winking eye. Or if he's just blinking. Like, if both eyes had closed or if he's right. just winking with the one. He's like, yeah. he kind of does this look and, and Cap is like, what are you doing, Nick? And he's like, I'm, I'm winking. He's so like, I don't think about that. That's probably the, the second worst thing about having only one eye is the inability can't. to effectively wink. The, the first would be no depth perception. Yeah, exactly. Which explains why he was so bad at driving the SUV later. And it actually explains why he hated Avatar, because he just didn't get the 3D effects. Uh, uh, so, yes. Uh, wait, hold on a second. I lost my place. <laughs> that, I jumped us ahead. I'm sorry. I, you know, I, no, no. I jumped us ahead to the to the very cool uh, SUV fake cop battle no, well, well, on the well, streets well, of New York. After, uh, Washington, after, well, rather. after that, the whole uh, meeting with Cap, he actually, uh, Nick Flurry, Mick Flurry, <laughs> Nick Flurry, Mick Flurry goes up and meets with Alexander Pierce. That's ah, Robert Redford. It's Robert Redford in his in his Marvel Universe debut. Yes, looking snappy in his in Ugh. his gray suit, not charcoal gray. It's a light gray. Oh yeah, with a striped with a striped tie, um, and they have some some great banter back and forth Nails about. It. Project Insight. Nick mm-hmm. McFlurry has his his reservations on the project. Yeah. Um, as McFlurry leaves the Triska Lion, he is ambushed while he's driving his SUV by a bunch of uh, people dressed as cops. You know, it's so funny. Like, I noticed that they work really fast. Like, you know, Fury has his meeting. He says, I don't know if I'm on board with this. And then he leaves that meeting and they're going to try to take him out. Yeah. And then later, the same exact thing happens to Captain America. Like, they, they, they say, well, we're going to do this thing. He's like, I don't know. And then they're going to try to kill him, like, as he's walking out the, the door. door. It's like, what? They were just waiting. I mean, yeah. I guess that makes sense, but it's still, they work fast. Yeah. Uh, Mick, Mick, uh, Nick Fury is, is ambushed by these cops, and it's like a chase scene throughout the streets in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, get, he seems to get away. Uh, using a bunch of gadgets on his car, a la mm. Knight Rider. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't Got think the AI. May or may not have been Jarvis. That wasn't clear. Yeah. I feel like it was definitely Jarvis-inspired. And he had a machine gun in the in the side. My side panel basically just has some cologne, some business cards, and a pencil. His has a machine gun in it. Mine actually has, like, garbage. So yeah. I'm actually impressed that you, you have even cologne in yours. Yeah, I don't even have that. <laughs> Some some lighters, some old cigarettes, stuff like that. <laughs> right, just in case. Just in case. Uh, some pills. <laughs> but uh, he seems to get away, but then his car is stopped by this mysterious man with a metal arm oh, and... Metal long... arm and a mask. Yeah. And hippie hair. He's in the hairdo's straight out of a, uh, a 90s goth band. Yeah. He's got, like, you know, yeah. Robert Plant hair. Not Robert Plant. Uh... Who am I thinking of? Who, I don't know. From The Cure. Oh, Robert Smith. Robert Smith from The Cure. He's got no, that hair. I was going to go Eddie Vedder. Yeah, and he's got some yeah, Eddie Vedder hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah dude. Roberts was a lot more teased hey, out. Hey, Nick. If you're going to take a look at a game, we're going to slash UV. Oh, no. Winter Soldier. Gonna go and do something. But, but Nick Fury manages to tunnel through solid concrete with, yeah. like, with like a taser, like he has like a sonic screwdriver, is able to cut through and escape. Oh, Nick Fury is a time lord. That makes sense. Yeah, but he's not doing well. No, he, he does not survive. Doesn't look good. No, he dies. Oh, yeah, he dies. At the well, he visits. He visits Cap. Oh, and yes. he gives oh, yeah, him a doodad. Right. Yeah. He gives him a doodad. He gives him the the, 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 the USB. The, yeah, he gives him a USB. Because this is a this is a late '90s cyber thriller. <laughs> Where everything's on a damn USB drive. It'd be like, no, it'd be like he jots down like his Dropbox URL. <laughs> like that that would be what it should be in 2014. It's like, hold on, I'm going to share this with you. What's your Gmail? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's like, oh, uh, he's got to go. You got to go. Uh, <laughs> no, no, fine. It's, I, I set up a collaborative folder in Gmail. I set up a base camp for us. I'm going to go ahead and s- assign you a task. On base camp, uh, can you tell we work in? Uh, you in can tell offices? Kevin works in uh, in an office. Right I work here, in yeah. a in an office. A lot of lot of data sharing. Oh, uh, mega upload USBs. <laughs> so yeah, Nick Fury ends up going to Cap's apartment and plays 
and it turns into a Woody Allen movie all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> Henry James is playing. The, the best thing about that was when we were we were watching it, and Kevin's like, I think this music's from Hannah and her sisters. I, I know this song. It may or may not have been, but it was from no, Woody it, Allen's it was, movie. It was not, I, I, yeah. I can guarantee you it's from one of them. Yeah, it was, it was pretty weird. I, was, I just heard it in my head, like, oh, clarinet-based jazz music. Kevin heard opening of a Woody Allen movie. <laughs> uh yeah, he uh, he gives Cap like, the USB drive, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, the the chick from Revenge kicks the door open. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, Emily Van Camp. That's I believe right. Her name. Yeah, she's bad. Yeah, she Turns gets her out. revenge. Mm, can't trust her. No. That's why he doesn't want to date. No, he doesn't. He starts to he drums up a little interest in the you know, and it turns out she's uh, she's she's a baddie. Yeah, she's <laughs> no, she's not one of the baddies. She's trying to protect. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. See, because the Winter Soldier ends this up. This is because we didn't finish the movie. <laughs> oh, the Winter... I wasn't allowed to say that. The Winter Soldier actually shoots Nick Fury, and then yes. yeah, and then uh, the Winter next Soldier. day, Captain America in full Captain America gear. Yeah. Goes and meets with Alexander Pierce, mm-hmm. and Alexander Pierce, well, what's Nick Fury doing in your apartment? And he's like, uh, he told me not to trust anyone. Well, what's he doing in your apartment? I, we were we were watching Game of Thrones. We he watching, doesn't his he, he doesn't he have decided HBO. to cut the cord. Yeah, but he still wants to ke- catch up with it. So he yeah. comes over on Sunday. We watch Game of Thrones. We make a nice dinner. He watched the Red Wedding episode. It was he's pretty... read the books. I haven't. <laughs> yeah. So he knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little tense. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and uh, and he's like. Okay, so as soon as soon as he leaves the office, Captain America is of course ambushed in the elevator. Super fun scene. Yeah, love that scene by like thirty big beefy dudes. Yeah, it, that was the most testosterone they contained all get in into one the room. elevator. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and a little cool scene where Cap beats them all up. First of all, he says one handed for a while. Yeah. He's like, "Hey, you guys want to get off before this starts?" And then they all yeah. took off their pants. <laughs> <laughs> they took off their shirts. <laughs> As we say, there's three reasons to take off your shirt: fighting, um, intimate, loving, loving, and uh, pooping. Three reasons to take off your shirt. And you're about to mow the lawn. And you're about to mow the lawn. Uh, but, but any yeah. So like all these guys like with guns just come on through the elevator. Like so, Cap has to jump out the elevator. And then he gets his motorcycle somehow from somewhere. I don't know where that happened. It was in his pocket. It was in his so it's a pocket cycle. He <laughs> throws it out there. gets well, big. And... Exactly. It's one of those. You know, you add water to it. He has a droplet of water. And that's the, it's the infamous scene where Cap fights a jet. <laughs> he literally punches a jet. He punches a jet in the right places. It was a little bit like a uh, like a like a Sega Genesis boss battle. Mm-hmm. You know, like you got to jump up and you got to hit it in the right spots, and then it was like. Yeah. You know the the sound effects for it exploding, yeah. and then you drive off to the next level. Yeah. Uh, wait, I forgot to mention that Cap drops off the uh, USB inside the hospital inside the vending machine. Oh uh, yeah, because he yeah. goes to visit yeah. uh, Peggy. Yeah, he goes to visit Peggy, uh, who's now old and has has she's got the Alzheimer's. Yeah, a little bit. She's, the she was a little. I, like to call she was, it. I used to call it that. That's what I thought it was <laughs> when I was a little kid. I the thought old-timers. it was old timers. Yeah, it made, and it sort of made sense. Yeah. Uh, so he drops off the the USB. So he goes back to retrieve the USB from the hospital and is met up with the black and meets up with Black Widow. There. Mm-hmm. And it turns out Black Widow's on his side. Yeah, you no, know, because she, she's so she's, trustworthy. She's good after all, maybe. Yeah, kinda. Maybe. It turns out that there's a guy who's called the Winter Soldier. Yeah, who's uh, he's trending on Twitter at the moment. <laughs> That's how you know. She shot. He he shot her in in the, in the stomach, so she can't wear a bikini anymore. <laughs> Uh, that's the scene right there, but no. So they they go to access what the information that's on the USB at the Apple store. at the Apple store um, in the mall. <laughs> yeah, where a bunch of uh, the goons, where a bunch of Pierce's goons go to like try hired goons. Yeah, hired goons. <laughs> hired goons. <laughs> they're like they're so, I don't know food how court secure. All of this <laughs> has been has been Simpsons references for me. Yeah. I guess I get a beer and a half in me, and it becomes Simpsons references. Yeah, the, the entire all the hired goons are like. Spencer's is clear. <laughs> Old Navy's clear. Banana Republic clear. <laughs> Auntie Anne's pretzels <laughs> clear. No. <laughs> I love practical sticks. You're still on the radio. Sorry. <laughs> it's still clear though. It's still clear though. Um, they manage to escape. They steal a a um, a truck. Yeah. And uh, a Ford truck. I believe I don't know I don't know I think it might be a Chevy I think they were all Chevys in this yeah, movie but I, think I don't so. know 
and uh, Bob Seger was playing in the background. Bob Seger played through the whole thing. They had a great scene in, actually in that where they where Cap and Black Widow are talking about whether or not when uh, they had to kiss in order to avoid the hired goons. If that was the yeah. first, if his first kiss since like nineteen forty four. They have a good chemistry. They do. I mean, those two actors seem like they have a lot of fun with their characters. Yeah, they they do, and I, I it was they actually were in very in character throughout the mm-hmm. entire the entire scene. Nothing seemed to break the character, uh, but it, it takes them to Captain America's old training base, the base where he was trained in the first movie with Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, being Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee. But Captain America knows army regulations and realizes that this ammunition building is, cannot be within five hundred feet of a barracks, so it shouldn't be there. <laughs> That's lit. I, That's you know, awesome. Yeah, pretty much. I see, you know what, when I, I, I work with a lot of bureaucracy, and when I see it, like, uh, something that's against the bureaucracy, you know what I go? I go, some idiot did this. <laughs> I don't think, uh, wait, this is a sign from God. Um, but it turns out it's an old shield base. Yeah. And in the basement is... Toby Jones. Toby Jones. Tobot Jones bot. <laughs> Toby Jones 2.0. Yeah. Who tells them that Hydra is secretly... That Toby Jones uh, AI software, by the way, actually came uh, standard with my old Commodore computer <laughs> back in the back in the early '90s. It was really weird. I used to have that. We had yeah. a lot of conversations. Yeah. Well, that was until Microsoft until Mar- and... Microsoft got sued by uh, the Europe for uh, pre-installing Toby Jones on all their Windows operating systems. Yeah, yeah. I know. It was a problem. They're 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 supposed to give options yeah. on whether or not you want uh, Toby <laughs> Jones installed on your computer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, basically he tells them that Hydra has taken control of S.H.I.E.L.D. and is going to use the special Project Insight helicarriers that have lots of machine guns on them to kill millions of people. Just kill people. Yeah. yeah. And because For no it, reason, just because it seems like the evil Hydra <laughs> thing to do. What you if know? we only kill like 10 people? No, no, that's not the Hydra thing to do. The, to kill m- at least a million people. This is not why we infiltrate the government to take control of program and helicarrier to kill 10 people. I kill 10 people. We have to kill millions <laughs> are, of people. Why are you talking like Boris from Boris and Natasha? <laughs> because, uh, because you can't do a German accent. I can't do it. It's, it's all right. <laughs> we can't uh, kill just five people. <laughs> That's uh, actually the voice I use for my cat also when he talks. Your cat is evil. He is very evil. Yeah, he's 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 <laughs> Russian. He says he's Hydra. <laughs> he's Hydra cat. But because they access Toby Jones 2.0, uh, a missile yeah. is fired at them. They're able to avoid the missile and escape. Yeah, sure. Because that's what they do. Yeah, uh, because for some odd reason the the bad guys are like, you know what? This missile will take care of Captain America. Uh, these, you know, missiles aren't really all that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's what you gotta realize. One missile. Yeah. So you jump out of the way of one missile. So Captain America, um, out of options, goes and visits uh, the one friend he's made, Sam Wilson, mm-hmm. who during throughout the course of the movie has met up with him again. Uh, but he's he's he, he they use his house as a safe house and they need to capture Sam Sitwell, who is in the movie. He's Agent Sitwell, mm-hmm. who is a secret member of Hydra. Now, this is Kevin's favorite part of the movie. Because we, we see the return so much. of the return of Senator Gary Shandling. We have talked so much about Senator Gary Shandling on various episodes of this podcast, and I'm going to try really hard not to spend the rest of the time doing that voice. Who does one of his favorite lines of, I mean, uh, by the way, uh, Hail Hydra. <laughs> Kevin, see, he's, he's laughing right now. He loves it. He, I love everything about it. <laughs> the greatest moment in cinema history but they ki- they kidnap Sam, uh, uh agent sitwell and they y- are able to find out of what the the evil plan that's going on so they're planning yeah. on using sitwell to access project insight get to the helicarriers shut them down before they're able to go live in 16 mm-hmm. hours but no on the yeah. uh, on the 405 or whatever expressway is the, going the out the big michael bay's got to yeah. take over right here and the uh, winter soldier winter soldier just shows up we're and, not sure how, but he does. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, uh, Robert Redford tells the Winter Soldier that he's got to take out the uh, 
and and the turn scene. I'm not the. It's telegraphed pretty early on that you know Robert Redford's evil, but in the turn, there's mm-hmm. a scene he has with the Winter Soldier where he tells him that he has to kill right. uh, Captain America, and uh, we Black see how Widow. bad he is because he kills his housekeeper <laughs> just because she walked in while he was talking to the Winter I'd, Soldier. I'd be surprised to find one rich white politician in Washington that hasn't killed a housekeeper at some point. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. I mean, they, they, this is a common... Yeah. Merry maids just actually just... that's They tick a box and they go... <laughs> They go, oh, why do you need a replacement? Oh, you murder, you shot yours. Okay, we'll send a we'll we'll send send a replacement. Yeah. Uh, But so the Winter Soldier takes out the car (laughs) and kills Sitwell, um, and tries to kill all three of the other, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, Sam Wilson, Black Widow. Big action sequence, lots of cars and shooting. Uh, Captain America gets into a fight with the Winter Soldier and removes his mask and finds out that it's (gasps) it's It's Bucky, Bucky. and then he says, "Who's Bucky?" Yeah, because he has no memory. He's like. So it's not that Bucky's Bucky. bad. You know, he has it's no memory. It's that Bucky's obviously been maybe brainwashed. Something's going on. Or what have you. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the meantime, uh, the World Security Council, with many famous faces, including Loss Allen Dale, gives uh, the the go-ahead for for insight mm-hmm. to go, go Game forward. Game of Thrones, Diana Riggs. Uh, yeah. I don't, I, you know what? Actually, I don't think that's Diana Riggs now that I'm thinking oh, about really? it. Oh, really? It's someone else, and I can't think of who that's it is. Least, yeah. Who was? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we could be wrong, and that's okay. Sometimes yeah. we're allowed to be wrong. Yeah. So the um, they're able to, to, to get to there, and then you have the, the big fight scene with the helicarriers and everything going on with it, you know, uh, people fighting back and forth, a lot of people getting killed, people sucked into aircraft engines, which is very disturbing. You know who it is? It's Jenny Agutter from Logan's Run. Yes, from Run. Logan's Run. You are absolutely correct. Nice. Yes. I'm, ooh, I hit my mic. Sorry. She was one of my first crushes, by the way, in Logan's <laughs> Run. I'm, I'm not kidding. That dress she wears where, like, you could see everything is... Renew. Renew. Um, yes. And so, uh, the security council, uh, you know, they, they try to shut down, uh, insight. Uh, however, it, it turns out that one of in that Jenny Gooder's character is actually black widow in disguise. They take mm-hmm. out Robert Redford. They take out all the, sh- all of the chips out of the ships, you know, big action sequence. Oh, yeah. This is the big centerpiece yeah, of the pretty, movie. Pretty yeah. much that was, yeah, that was our big assault on 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 all things Hydra at this point. We yeah. got to we got to take that's, them out. We got to stop that. But we still got this. That's the this take, Winter Soldier guy. The He's taking of Palem one two three. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's another great John Washington DC. Carpenter scene. would be a, okay. We'll get there. 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 It's fine. Did Carpenter direct Palem one two three? The original? I know he didn't direct uh, the. Yeah. The original. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I believe yeah. so. That's a Washington DC yeah. movie too, if I believe correctly. Yeah, not the remake. No, the remake was DC. Right. I was saying, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I was saying that the remake was uh was was not Carpenter. No, 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 no. Um Yeah, and it, and it's you know, and uh it turns out that Nick Fury is still alive. He comes out, you know, gives them all the information. He's able to use his 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 bad eye to access the files that he wasn't able to access earlier. And he shuts it all down. They take out Pierce. They save the day. Yay. Um, and Nick Fury is actually buried. They, they kill off Nick Fury at the end. And on his tombstone is Ezekiel 2517. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the <laughs> tyranny of evil men. The iniquity of sin and the tyranny of evil men. Plus you know what? I'm wrong. Yeah. It was not John Carpenter. I'm sorry. I don't know why I thought it was. Yeah. Well, okay, that's fine. Never mind. I just wanted to verify since I said it, and I knew people listening would be like, "What?" No, they wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> they're like, they're really drunk on this episode for some odd reason in the middle of the day on a Sunday. Um, what better time? Yeah, exactly. It's my Sabbath. So you get the the first uh, end of credit scene where you find uh, uh, the these the Maximoff twins who are have special powers that are. Uh, being under control of Baron Strucker and Hydra. Um, one of them is really fast, and the other one is doing crazy red magic stuff. Ooh, I wonder if they'll come back later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one, you have uh, Bucky Barnes, uh, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier, uh, going to the Smithsonian exhibit of Captain America. 
and he sees like the Captain America outfit. Mm-hmm. In there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Gary Shandling mention... goes to jail. Oh, okay, Gary Shandling does go he to jail. He gets arrested. He's like, what's going on? <laughs> Where's Rip Torn? <laughs> Hank. 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 Janine. Yeah, there's a couple things we didn't mention. I mean, the thing about this, about the plot of this movie, is there's a lot of great little side things. Like Captain America's like, I need to, I need my outfit, and he goes to the Smithsonian exhibit mm-hmm. and gets the Captain America outfit. You know, and like he goes to the sold yeah, the the PTSD meeting for the soldiers and mm-hmm. meets with Sam. like a lot of these little things that are really cool throughout the movie. Yeah, that are not really worth mentioning, but you know they are cool in the mm-hmm. movie and falcon getting his his sort of big moment of yeah flying he, around. he, he, he his, really yeah. gets to yeah no it was very it was there was a lot of really really cool stuff this this movie takes place in a parallel universe where the uh armed forces have really really ludicrously useless weapons like wing jetpacks and <laughs> helicarriers <laughs> Production notes. That's I'm just gonna introduce production notes for now. <laughs> um, not much in the way. I mean, I took. I know this movie took a lot of inspiration from the Ed Brubaker 2000s, uh, mid 2000s run of Captain America. That was the main thing. Um, Captain America was always designed to have a sequel, of course, because these movies come pre-packaged to have. They're sequels. all trilogies. Yep. Um, I think one of the interesting things that I really wanted to note about this movie is direction. Um. One of the uh, there was a couple directors that were lined up for Joe Johnson was not even on the docket for the sequel to this movie, mm. um, but one name that did come up in that was in before uh, uh, the Russo brothers took over was uh, F. Gary Gray. Do you know that? Does that name sound familiar to you? He was one of the people who was up for the part of the directing this movie. No, not really. Oh uh, well, you would know his movies because it was. Friday, oh, God. set it off. The Negotiator, The Italian Job, Be Cool, Law Abiding Citizen, and he dropped out because he was he decided to take on the NWA biopic Straight Outta Compton. Oh my God! He was also the director of the music videos of It Was a Good Day, Call Me a Mac. He did some stuff with R. Kelly, Outkast, Cypress Hill. Uh, Dr. Ice Dre, Cube. Whitney oh Houston, TLC, Jay Z, and his latest one, his last music video, "Super High" by Rick Ross. <laughs> I know you would appreciate that of all people. <laughs> oh man, this movie needed more Rick Ross. <laughs> Rick Ross. Rick Ross. <laughs> all of a sudden, they go up to the office and it's not. Um, it's not Robert Redford. It's just Rick Ross. Oh my God! Rick got, Ross as the as the Robert Redford character. He's got like the big the big open shirt with all the the you know coleslaw yeah. hanging out. You know what I'm saying? Coleslaw. <laughs> but actually, the Russo brothers were picked to direct this movie, and very weird choice to direct this movie. The Russo brothers also kind of like in the previous in Thor, it was mostly TV directors. Um, the Russo brothers are all are pretty much just known for doing TV and not like. Uh, Marvel TV, and not Marvel, but HBO TV. They're mostly known for doing stuff like um, mm-hmm. Community, Community, uh, Happy Ending, Happy Endings, Arrested Development, a lot of mm-hmm. comedy stuff. Um, yeah. and just kind Movie of you, me, and Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about you, me, and Dupree is if you play any Trivial Pursuit game that has like a DVD on it, you mean Dupree comes up forever on those things. Nice. Um, now, this is one of the movies, like, uh, I remember when I was talking about how Captain America, the first the first Avenger, I said that's the beginning of the Whedonverse, mm-hmm. uh, the Whedon direction of the Marvel Universe. I kind of believe that this movie is 
the start of the Russoverse. The Russo brothers, this movie was so successful that not only are they directing Captain America Civil War, the third movie, but they're also going to be directing the next Avengers movie. Oh. So they're the ones who are kind of taking direction with okay. uh, the Marvel Universe after this movie. Uh, yeah. Interesting enough. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it, too. This movie, um, we'll get into it in a, in, a, in a second, but I think it's just excellent direction. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that... Um, you know, uh, nothing other else crazy about uh, uh, production notes. Uh, the biggest coup, I think, was Robert Redford. Robert Redford uh, is kind of started this trend of now these very famous actors taking parts in Marvel movies mm-hmm. because um, their family likes it. They yeah, know there's a these big... great veteran actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Michael Douglas is going to be in Ant-Man and things mm-hmm. like that where you're just like, what? Yeah. Um, but yes, Robert Redford... Um, that was the big casting coup in this movie. You have Robert Redford, star of all the King's Men, and, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, all the President's Men, um, you name it. Butch Cassidy, the Sundance Kid. I don't mm-hmm. know who else, what else I can name. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just the greatest, one of the greatest veteran actors of all time. Shanna. Because Paul Newman is dead. Well. So uh, my recording, yeah. So did you? What do you? What are your thoughts on this movie? Um, I like it. I mean, I remembered really liking it. This is this was probably my second go around with this one. Um, yeah, I think this is my third. I enjoyed it when I saw it the first time. Uh, I enjoyed it now. It's it has some really good action sequences. It it it's very straightforward in terms of, you know, I I think pitting. Uh, all right. One thing, one thing that I think is potentially problematic from the story is, you know, I like the idea of having Captain America being, um, less okay with. Wow, a big crash in the background there. I don't know if you heard that. Um, having Captain America be uh, have sort of a problem with the. Um, so I really like the idea of, of having Captain America be have sort of a problem with the the the, the direction that the government is going with yeah. the, the spying on people and, and as you said it was very sort of prescient anyway. I like the idea that he would do that because a it's not a, a, a trait that that would be inherent to him because he's sort of from an era and he represents this very like America is the best. Um, and B, I think it's just, I think it means more coming from a character like that. But I also think by making it so that like, oh, it turns out it's Hydra though. Like, yeah. you know, I think that sort of undercuts it a little it bit does. because you want, there's nothing wrong with having something where, you know, we're, we're so used at this point, like, like you could certainly have a movie where, you know, the government does something, the United States government does something that, you know, ordinary people or a hero like that would, would have a problem with, you know, yeah. even though they had, they Robert may or Redford may not have. an ordinary people? <laughs> you know, I don't know, but let's say I don't yes. Think you, I don't think you have. So I, I feel like that's, that was maybe them covering their bases a little bit to where if anybody accused them of anything, they could say, well, it's Hydra, though. And they are, they're clearly bad guys. They're bad for, you know, as we say, the sake of being bad. You know, they want yeah. to kill millions of people with it. You know, it's not about protection. It's not about anything the government would come up with. So, yeah. but I still liked how sort of straightforward that was, and I and I think it it avoided. When we just talked about the dark world last last time, and you know that was this enormously complicated. Everything just okay, fine. It's magic, and yeah. things happen for a reason that aren't obvious to anyone. Yeah, this one actually has. I unlike that Thor: The Dark World. Um, Thor the colon the dark world this one actually has like there's there's reasons why things are happening like 
A leads to B leads to C leads to D, mm-hmm. and it's very you know boom 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 boom. It's, boom, it's boom. just well scripted. Yeah, and I think what what you're saying about how Captain America doesn't trust the government is actually really cool with this plot. I, I agree. I think the Hydra thing does undercut it a little bit, but there's like so many little. Th- I mean, there's so many nods to. The idea of Americans not trusting their government. Yes, this came out the same time as all the NSA stuff was coming out. Um, the The whole subplot of Project Insight is that it's going to take out terrorists before they actually do anything. Right. Um, I don't know if we talked about that in a recap. I don't think we did. Um, but the the um, and also like that scene. I, I mentioned it when they're going up in the Truscalion. The they show a shot of the Watergate Hotel in the background, mm, and Robert yeah. Redford, star of All of the President's Men, which is about a movie about uh, government. Um, yeah, the you doing know, the untru- yeah. untrustworthy thing. Untrustworthy, basically. yeah. And it's it's this whole like undercurrent of that you do have Steve Rogers, who the main reason why he is Captain America is because he comes from an era where you entrusted your government implicitly. Whether or not you should have in the 1940s is up for debate, right. but a lot more than you probably would have trusted it post-1972 or whatever it was. Well, they make this mention that he's catching up yeah. on the internet, and what he doesn't say is, you know, he's talking about pop culture, but maybe he's catching up on other things as well. And it's starting this idea of, like, wow, what have they been up to? Did you see what they did in Indochina? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Ceylon's really a mess right now. Oh, my God. What happened in Panama? You know? <laughs> No, not the country, the Cuban song. Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did Van Halen do? Yeah. Cuban Missile. Yeah, exactly. You have all of this stuff that, that Cap has missed. I mean, and that's the thing is that we're really a cynical generation when it comes to government. We we don't trust our government. This is all post-Vietnam for yeah. us. Like, that, those days are over. No, I'm not even saying peace. I'm, I'm talking like us. You know, yeah, guys yeah, are yeah. in the 30s, you know. Yeah. Generation Xers who are just like, mm-hmm. man, screw the government. Yeah. They don't know what they're talking. You know, like we rocked the vote in the '90s. We understood, <laughs> <laughs> but you have the, you have this. Uh, we the, Cap doesn't have that cynicism. That's what makes him Captain America. Is that luckily he was able to be frozen in an iceberg and never have to suffer through the cynicism of the 1970s, uh, '60s, and '70s, and have to you know go through that. So he still has trust in the government. So the fact that Nick Fury gives Natasha orders, not him, worries Cap. He doesn't. You know he doesn't yeah. trust him, yeah. On that on that end, and it's, there's a lot of political espionage in this movie. Political thriller is what mm-hmm. it is. Um, I absolutely adore this movie. I think it's some of the best directing you will see in the Marvel universe, which surprises me. With the Russo brothers, like when I first heard the Russo brothers were directing it, I was like, okay, I don't know who that is, but that's fine. <laughs> and then I, like when I saw the movie, I was like, holy crap, I got to see what else these guys have done. And I was like, this is a bunch of TV shows. You yeah. know, like this. Where did this come from? Like. It's all textbook directing, but it's done incredibly well. Like, the, the shots of people talking are framed really well. Mm-hmm. And the action shots, yeah, there's a little bit more shaky cam than I normally would like in a movie. Yeah. But it still, it gives that idea of motion. It gives that mm-hmm. idea of action. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. And that's it's a very, very well-directed movie, mm-hmm. um, especially for a political thriller yeah. uh, on that end. Um, Acting-wise... I like the acting. Everybody was fine in it. Mm-hmm. We yeah. commented during the movie how, uh, how good Robert Redford was, and in yeah. the scene in which he's in with with Evans, Evans yeah. seems to hold his own. Yeah, and it's for a, the most part, which is very unusual when you have a movie where you have an established actor like mm-hmm. Robert Redford with a new generation actor like Chris Evans, you know, go off of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of. It's good. It didn't. It didn't seem like Robert Redford had to had to hold anything back to to come down to Evans' level. It seemed like Evans kind of kind of held where he was supposed to be. Well, I think the Captain America outfit does that to you. That's true. Yeah, you just feel like Captain that's, America. That's that's true. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, you see, you see, like, even like going back to Thor, you see Hiddleston and, and Hemsworth going at it, and acting against each other, and sometimes you're like, oh, come on, Chris, you you could do better than this. <laughs> Step it up. Step it up. But then you you have this movie and you can see Chris Evans really taking it on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anything else? Um, 
Uh, yeah, I think I I really just like- a lot of punching at the end. I remember this being the one where I was really annoyed with the just the sheer volume of punching at the end. The, like yeah, the, the the whole thing is just the whole with him and Bucky, and I know that they're trying to work out this thing, but it's like I felt like it went on for. Ever. And I think that's part of the problem with that ending and, and why we cut it short when we were watching it, which is just <laughs> the end sequence is literally Cap and Bucky punching each other, yeah. getting out their all of their feelings through punching. It's just so much. It just doesn't need to be. No, it doesn't. And it's and nobody's nobody's ever nobody's bruised. Everybody looks great when they're yeah. done. It's like, God, just something has to happen here. Yeah, it, it's there's the the amount of punching just exceeds and i i you know i'd like it when a movie would cut it short or even have it so that the characters don't like it it was a very point break ending where bucky's like ready to kill cap and he's like ah he shoots the gun up in the air <laughs> yeah. instead of, yeah uh, that he jumps in the potomac river you know right it's like come on you yeah know? i hear you as, as the hover carrier once again crashes because having a flying battleship is always a good idea seem like they should just stick to land <sighs> they, they, they just stop <laughs> stop building these ridiculous ridiculous <laughs> things who got the i want to know who got the government contract to buy that to build that ridiculous All right, so let's uh, let's talk about what we're going to uh, our 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 special casting for the 1990s. Yeah. Okay. Where do you want to start? You want to start with Cap? Oh yeah, of course you got to start with Cap for the I, 1990s. Uh, I struggled during the whole movie trying to find a Captain America, and I still am not really great, really satisfied with my choices. So I want to hear your 94, choice. It's 95, so. 95-ish, yeah. I want to hear your choice first. You want to know my choices? I got a couple choices going on for who's going to play Captain America. Who do you think I'm going to pick to play Captain America? <laughs> it's going to be Bruce Willis. I got a little got a little shield. I'm going to drive my car. Oh, man. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be a great time to be Captain America. Wow. <laughs> Ah, okay. Why wouldn't Bruce Willis play Captain America in a 1995 Captain America movie? He has the wig on, because of course he's bald Bruce Willis at this time. Yeah. I just like the idea of Captain America getting unfrozen, and he just looks like he's always tired and (laughs) fed up with everything. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I want, I, there's going to be some kind of vigor there. I don't know that we, I don't know that we want a tired former cop. That's <laughs> Bruce Willis. Looks I always like got to be a soldier or else I'm just, I don't feel comfortable. That's <laughs> a thing. All right. Well, uh, again, I'm not satisfied with my choices, but, but I, I settled on Val Kilmer. Val, you yelled at me. You're like, is it going to be Val Kilmer? Is it going to be Val Val Kilmer? Is it going to be Val Kilmer? Um, And then my radical choice, and it's funny you talked at the top of the episode about Black Captain America. My radical choice is Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. It was all. Yeah. So uh, that was actually going, that was one of my alternate choices for Falcon in this movie. Okay, sure. I originally wrote him down as Falcon, and I said, you know what? Let's 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 try that. Let's yeah. try that. So I'm 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 gonna go with either one, and and I will let the audience decide which they would they would like to see. Oh yeah, it, it, both those are great. Who do you got for Black Widow? Uh, for Black Widow, I went with, and I am not going to pronounce her name correctly. I went with Mila uh, Jovovich. Mila Jovovich. No, I went with Emmanuel uh, Bayart. From the mission, first Mission Impossible movie. Oh, okay, okay. That girl. Okay, you I know, know, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. I yeah. don't know how to say her name. I went with Gina Davis. No. Oh. Um, I decided to go um, uh, um, a little bit last Boy Scout. Not last Boy Scout. A little bit long kiss goodbye. Uh-huh. Um, I thought that – I think she's still got a little bit of the action in her. She, she's doing like that pirate movie, Cutthroat Island at that yeah, time. Yeah, Cutthroat Island, yes. And I think she's like – I don't know why, Richard but I kind of – right? 
Uh, no, 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 no. I don't think Richard Gere was in Cutthroat Island. Maybe, but I don't think so. I know that was Gina Davis because her husband would directed that movie. Um, oh, Matthew Modine. Matthew Modine. Yes, you are correct. I'm, I must be thinking. There was a lot of Richard Gere movies I was looking at uh, <laughs> as I was trying to go through. Now, I did not go with Richard, Richard Gere as Captain America. America. No. <laughs> but for some reason, he came up a lot. <laughs> but yeah, I, I see that in like a little long kiss goodbye, Gina Davis. You know, okay. she's, she's uh, for some odd reason, she's still, uh, she's still really popular in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. She's kind of the Scarlett Johansson of the 19... 19- I would say the nineteen late eighties, early nineties, but yeah, towards ninety four, ninety five, she's kind of waning you know, in her Matthew popularity. Matthew Modine wouldn't be a bad cap. No, but it's Matthew Modine. I well, I you know, but it's ninety. He doesn't have that tired, grizzled cop look that I'm looking. He's for. not supposed <laughs> to have a tired, grizzled cop look. <laughs> I'm just gonna be Captain America. It's a thing. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, who do you have as your 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 Sam Wilson, your Falcon? Uh, Falcon, Will Smith. That's who I put. Yeah. Uh, I had, he was doing Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in 94, 95. Uh, yeah. Be, this is before his big movie career. Pre-Independence Day. Yeah. So I, I, that was the, re- that was the big thing I was worried about was, would he have taken on a side role? Yeah. But uh, I, I think at this time he probably would have. He, I, I know. To break was, into movies. Yeah. yeah. To do this. Yeah. That sure. was, that was my, my thing. I was thinking Wesley Snipes too, cause it was around the time he was doing stuff like Demolition Man. Mm-hmm. This but, is pre-Blade, so, yeah. yeah. But you know, there's something about Wesley Snipes that always kind of irks me. So that's why I, I think I Will Smith kind of would do it fair justice to that. Yeah. Uh, do you have an Alexander Pierce? Uh, I do. Uh, I went with Ed Harris. Ooh, that's a good one. Ed Harris is good at that. Military, kind of clean cut, but I could still the turn rock. out to be the bad guy. The Rock. Yeah, yeah. this is The Rock. Exactly. He's basically playing that same character. Um, I had two choices. My original was John Malkovich. Oh, I thought nice. John Malkovich. Yeah, Malkovich has that kind of. Mm-hmm. But you know, Malkovich was a little young in the mid '90s. I mean, mm-hmm. he always looked like he was old. <laughs> mm-hmm. He could do it though. But he, he could, could do, do it. it. My second choice was a little. Daniel Day Lewis. No, <laughs> Clint Eastwood. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that'd be good. Clint Eastwood, he, it was before he's like grizzled old talking to an empty chair, Clint Eastwood. Well, yeah. This is Clint Eastwood in the line of fire. Well, Unforgiven star- was 92. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we're not that far out. Yeah. Also could have been Gene Hackman, but I think that's a little too on the nose for a political spy thrower to have Gene Hackman play the villain. I hear you. Because yeah. you would have been like, oh, he's the villain. Oh, <laughs> no. Gene Hackman's going to be a bad guy. Do we have anyone else? Am I missing anyone? Uh, you told me to, well, well, there's Fury and then there's Bucky. Oh, Fury and Bucky. Okay. So Uh, Fury, I feel bad for changing the race on Sam L. Jackson, but uh, I really wanted Dennis Hopper in this movie. Yeah. (laughs) I just really did. I think Dennis Hopper needed it. A good one. You know, I went with, um, uh, um, 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 uh, Martin Sheen. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I wanted someone who, um. You know, it was right before he started doing West Wing. Yeah. But he had, it was like post-Wall Street. You know, he still had that, like, kind of gravitas of, mm-hmm. of someone who could be in charge. I think he could pull that off and mm-hmm. still be, like, kind of a hard ass. Yeah. Yeah. And who did you do for Bucky? Uh, for Bucky, I went Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I thought that was... was a... Way better than mine. <laughs> Who'd you got? Emilio Estevez. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking to f- Bugs Bunny from Space Jam. <laughs> from Space Jam. Bill Murray. Bill Murray is my Bucky Bards. <laughs> Bill Murray is all the characters. <laughs> that was the joke throughout the entire. Actually, I'm changing. I'm gonna put Bill Murray as my as my, as my uh, um as your Fury as my Nick Fury. Yeah. yeah, I want I want Bill Murray to be the connecting theme to all my '90s sure uh, Avengers movies. All right, so uh, what grade did you give? Would you give Captain America: The Winter Soldier? You know, I liked it. I think it came together pretty well. Um, 
a little long, a, a, a little bit with the with the punching, but that's more Marvel. That's not really something that I can I can criticize this movie for specifically or uniquely. Um, I'm feeling generous. I'm gonna go A minus. That's I went with an A. Oh. Um, I didn't go A plus just because of how long the movie is. Mm-hmm. The 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 punching at the end really kills it, and I feel like the movie's a little too violent. Hmm. For the for for what the movie is, hmm. um, especially towards the end, when... it should be a bit more uh, more intellectual, I guess. More more mind games, more solving yeah. it with computers. I guess. Yeah, a lot of I hacking. Don't know. <laughs> gotta hack the internet. You gotta hack the internet. All of them. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yeah, that's my my kind of feeling on it. But yeah, I think I think a solid A just for direction, acting, the script. You know, the action sequences mm-hmm. that are not the big punchy. Act- Excuse me. The big punchy action sequences at the end are actually very well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked a lot of it. I liked a lot of the big, the big stuff yeah. with the vehicles. Yeah, and, the and SUVs that kind of driving around, mm-hmm. and and you know, yeah. like a real world felt very real. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly it. And I think it's because it was it was all filmed, and I think oh, it was... we didn't say who our director, our '90s director was. Oh shit! I know we 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 we've jumped into a new thing, but we forgot to say it. Who who was yours? Oh, Tony Scott. We I tell you. Oh, that's right. You yes. had him for the for, I Iron, had him for Man. Iron Man. I think he'd be better in this one just because I do too. Yeah, I do too. But I've already chosen him, so I have no choice but to go with James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. This is a good yeah. true lifestyle movie. This would be a good one. Good yeah. one for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the with the with the nineties and with the with the direction of of the movie and the the acting, the script, I think mm-hmm. I think the movie deserves a solid A. Mm. Um I think it's one of the better the best Marvel movies since Iron Man. It's probably the best one we've seen since the original Iron Man yeah. so far. Yeah. I mean uh that we've even, talked about. Even better than the Avengers, uh just because it has that Yeah. That kind of that pacing to it that makes it feel like it's going fast, even though the movie's a two-hour movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of I, I don't I, I think that's the best way to describe it. It's mm-hmm. just, just it feels fast. Sure. So we, you know, the whole theme of the Marvel Phase Two is is about genre. Um, we already did Iron Man Three, which was buddy cop. Thor: Dark World, which is fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, of course, political thriller. This is in the same vein as, uh, you know, uh, Three Days of the Condor. Take mm-hmm. uh, um, all the president's men. You know, mm-hmm. th- this thing where the government is Air Force One. Air Force. Get off of my <laughs> Triskelon. Get off my hover plane. Get off my hover plane. <laughs> Oh, Harrison Ford. That's who should have played the character. Which character? Uh, um, the Robert Redford Robert character? Robert Redford character. Yeah, that would have been good. No one would have expected Harrison Ford to be a bad That's guy true. in a 1995 movie. Clear and present danger, yeah. fugitive Harrison it's, Ford. It's, yeah. That's it right I there. I agree. All right, we, we, we solved it. <laughs> Harrison Ford actually would have been a good Nick Fury, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like him better as a as a bad guy. I don't tell everyone. <laughs> you know, that gets really loud for some reason. El Pacino is Nick Fury. Um. <laughs> anyway, the this is a, a political thriller. Do you think it works in the political thriller genre? Um, I don't, and the reason is because it, like every other Marvel movie, devolves into punching. I yeah. think, for the most part, it really works. the The movie I kept thinking of it. I think I kept thinking of it because I think you mentioned it at one point while we were watching it. Was like a movie like Enemy of the State. Yeah, where. There's a lot of that. Like every time they discover a new thing, it's like they're they're after them. The bad guys are after yeah. them, but the bad guys in that movie were the good guys. They just there was a 
you know, yeah, it, they just didn't realize what they were figuring out, and there was and there was corruption at the highest levels. Like those are, that's the kind of movie I think that we're talking about yeah. that we want this to be or that this movie wants to be, and I don't think that it does it because it all comes a little too easy. I I, I think agree. it's unearned. I agree on the most part. I mean, the, one of the. And you kind of hit on it, too, is that one of the, the hallmarks of a political thriller is the onion layer. Is every time you peel back a layer, there's something worse underneath. Mm-hmm. Like, they keep on pulling. And that's what this movie kind of has, is that every time Cap pulls back something, he finds there's another layer of the onion that he had no idea was there to begin with. Yeah. You know, he, you know, you find out that, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s been compromised. You mm-hmm. find out that it's been Hydra the entire time. Blah, 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 blah. But that's and I think the one thing that kind of holds it back is the fact that they kept on wanting to do like there's that um the winter soldier aspect of it. And I think that's what yeah. kind of, that's what kind of I think held the movie back was the fact that they put this character in there that didn't really need to be there. Like the the winter soldier really didn't need to be in the movie. No, the idea of Hydra compromising shield and 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 upper levels of, you know, the the American government is enough. enough. I, I think. Yeah, and and that's where I think that the I think that it, it works best as a political thriller. No, I know I know we were talking about how it kind of sucks that it undermines that Hydra is now, but Hydra has become the American government. So I guess you could kind of say that it it yeah. is, it isn't. I don't yeah. I don't know how you want to justify it. In well, your it own works. Way. I think those movies work best when you have those. What is it, it, it's 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 gray. It's what it is. Right. Yeah. They, they have the people's, you know, they have their they have their intentions are are good. Yeah. And that's the idea is that that, you know, it's it's a road to hell kind of a thing yeah. with the good intentions. Like, but Hydra is evil. Well, exactly. It comes too easy to just write it off as, oh, the Hydra plot. That's They're right. Does not make any sense. This is. They're baddies. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's too easy. And then that gives, you know, us and Cap, you know, an in to say, oh, okay, well, they're, it's not bad after all. Yeah. It you gives, just remove those bad guys from the from the government. You arrest Gary Shandling and everything yeah, works itself yeah. out. Yeah. you. It's it's it does give you that opportunity to say, like, oh, it's OK that I'm throwing this guy into a plane propeller. Because or you know a turbine. Yeah, he's Hydra. He's Hydra. He's Hydra. He wants to he's, kill millions he's, of people. Yeah, he's he's evil. Too easy. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think it, it that's w- this when it becomes a cartoon. Yeah, and I, that's why I say it would be. It's the movie works best as a political thriller when you have to make hard moral choices. Right. And Cap has to say, you know, even though this is the will of my government, the will of my government is wrong. Right. Yeah. That would have been, I think, a more interesting and, yeah. and, and compelling movie. Yeah, I think I, but I think it still works in the in the political thriller. It's just not a great political thriller. That's true. I think they use yeah. I think they use the genre of political thriller to inject this plot into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. Still the same. That's true. Go to planetarbitrary.com for your planet arbitrary needs. You can follow me on Twitter at planet arbitrary. You can follow Kevin at at KY says, please like, do like our Facebook page backslash planet arbitrary. Um, you can listen to us on multiple different platforms. You can listen to us on YouTube. You can listen to us on the planet arbitrary website, and you could also like comment and subscribe on iTunes. The best way to help the podcast. You could also listen to our other podcasts on the play on play on podcast, which is all about video games also on the planet arbitrary feed. And also you can listen to game on, a tabletop gaming podcast that's on uh, GameClassyPodcast.com. Uh, GameClassyPodcast on iTunes. There we go. There I'm, it is. I, the alcohol is really starting it. to affect my brain right now. Um, uh, you can also like our uh, subscribe to our Reddit subreddit, uh, Game Classy Podcast. Uh, I do a lot of the put this stuff on there as well. Uh, so, Kevin, until next time. Hail Hydra. Come make it. Like it.